Welcome back to Strive to Fi. As always, I'm your host, Joseph Hathaway, and today I'm sitting down with Ethan B. from Sit by Sit Financial, Financial Coaching. That's it, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll make it work. Ethan is a financial coach, a long-distance real estate investor, actually, a nine-to-fiver, and I'm sure a lot more that we're going to get into here. So with that said, how you doing today, Ethan? Doing all right. Uh, you know, finished work and sat down and had dinner and now I get to talk with you and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. So getting getting right into it, I gave you a brief bio there. What else can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm 27. I'll be 28 in November. Um, wait, wait, what date? November 24th. I'm the 22nd. Oh, no. there you go. Sagittarius. I'm assuming Sagittarius. Oh, that, that that I, be, that's a question for my wife or my sister. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't either. I just know that I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know anything else. But um, cool. Well, hey, that's awesome. Happy early birthday to us both. <laughs> um, yeah, 27. Um, my wife and I have been married for going on five years. Um, that'll be five years in November as well. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy sports, baseball, college football, I mean, pro football, <laughs> um, any type of football. Um, I truly like to, to spend time, um, with my family, you know, I'll play, you know, video games, I'll go snowboarding, um, yeah, those are all kind of the big things that I like to do. I like some video games. I know that um, that's uh, I can talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> maybe maybe why I get into to finance a little bit. Um, and yeah, so that's that's those are some things about me. I gotta hand it to you. Um, I don't know what episode this number is gonna be, or I don't know what episode number that's gonna be. Oh, that's gonna be a mouthful for editing me. Um, but I gotta say, in like. 30 plus episodes probably yeah 31 32 is what i'm assuming this will be um that have gone live and probably have 10 more that i've recorded and will never ever see the light of day for various reasons i think you're the first person to ever introduce himself with their hobbies which hey Fair no ha no hate i i'll actually like really like that because one thing you know i try to talk about in my content and the podcast is hobbies life outside of i mean i'm sure we could sit here and talk twitter and youtube and tiktok for two hours but yeah. that's not what i spend all day every day doing true true but that but that said bring it right into personal finance talk <laughs> bring it right from video games to business um so what, what you start here you're a financial coach how'd you how'd you get into doing that you know, I think a lot of it stems from, I saw at one point just someone say, and I've seen it before and it's a cliche thing, um, but people were saying, find a way to monetize something that you're good at and that solves a problem. And 
you know, it, it, it was, it was early this year. It really was early this year, probably um, maybe March or April. I really started diving into it uh, and, and just researching and, and self-educating. Uh, and for me, it was, it was, Hey, I've been doing this. My, I've been doing my own journey. I've been working on my own journey, uh, becoming, uh, you know, budgeting, trying to become financially free, uh, or maybe just financially independent, um, or secure, whatever, you know, whatever the term gets thrown out. Um, and, and for me, I was like, Hey, I really want to bring this to a larger scale. And I don't know. I was like, I, I don't know how, I don't know what exists. I, you know, I, I have an associate's degree in business. That's all the education I have. I don't, I wasn't in finance and I don't currently work in finance. So I said, how do I, like, am I, am I even allowed to do anything with finances? Cause I, I knew going into it that, that investments are kind of red tape um, and that you, you know, you really need to be a financial advisor to, to give that type of information. Um, and I stumbled across a, a YouTube channel and, and um, you know, I can, I can give them a shout out because I watch a lot of their videos. Um, but I learned a lot from uh, Financial Coach Academy and, and uh, their real owner is, is Kelsa Dickey. Um, and she runs uh, uh, a business in, in Phoenix, Arizona called um, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. And that's really where, where I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what a financial coach is, what they do. And I said, hey, that really fits into what I want to do. What can I learn? How can I, how can I start this, this path? And so I started that on, you know, really July, July 1st. I, I remember sitting on my couch and I said, I had my post all up. I was going to post this all over my, my personal Facebook and Instagram. And I said, hey, I'm becoming a financial coach. And I remember pressing send and I was like, what did I just do? What did I just sign myself up for? Um, I actually, yeah. do, do, you, do you mind if I interrupt you a little bit right there? Yeah. Um, so you went live on your personal everything. Um, that's also, I think, a podcast first. Um, because like, for example, I, I did the exact same thing. For me, it was January 1st, 2021. I had my content ready. I had everything ready to go but I made separate accounts for mm. every, like even my mom didn't find out about this until she stumbled upon me on Twitter one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, what's this? Yeah. That's uh, basically how the talk went. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, at first I was like, you know, I'm probably going to get most cause that's what a lot of them said is that you get most of your initial, like your beta clients, um, and, and most of your initial clients through family and friends. And so I said, well, that's where most of my following currently is. And yeah, that may or may not have been a really good decision. Um, you know, I, I have since transitioned all of those to other accounts and, and I, I let everyone know that I'm like, Hey, I'm moving everything over to, to, to the business account. So I don't, um, you know, overflow your stories and feeds with, financial information that you may or may not want to hear. Um, so I, I had a few people reach out and say, Hey, awesome. That's congrats. Uh, you know, I had a few people reach out and say, Hey, I'm interested. Like, let's talk. 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it was, it, it's been a heck of a journey. Um, I'm still very much getting started. I'm, I'm new on the scene. Uh, you know, financial Twitter has been great. I've made a lot of connections such as yourself. Um, I've learned a lot in that space. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still very much new to this process, learning and growing and, and uh, trying to get my footprint in there and, and see who ultimately I can end up helping. Hey, love to hear that. And I'm going to go off script totally again here. Um, Cause one more thing I do want to ask you and this, if this comes across as a dumb question or you just don't want to answer it, we can't edit it out. These, these are fully edited episodes. Um, <laughs> do you draw a line between like financial coach, Ethan and like home life, Ethan? Cause I know you said you transitioned everything to business accounts and that seems to be, you know, I, I'm going to call it uh, i I'm a big, nintendo gaming fan um i don't know if you're familiar with alpha rad mm -hmm. uh yeah big, big gamer plays a lot of like smash bros nintendo games um and he talks a lot how about like you know his full-time youtuber full-time content creator twitch stream or whatever alpha rad and jacob are two totally different people hmm. so you know yeah, I've heard Mr. Beast say the same. Like, Mr. Beast and Jimmy are two total are not the same person. You know, I want to say yes, but in reality, no. Um, financial coach Ethan is the same Ethan that everyone else gets. You know, I'm I'm using a because that's really all I have. I'm using a lot of personal experiences to 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 do coaching. Um, now, obviously that's not best for everybody. We, we talk about options and we, we, we weigh those based on people's circumstances and what they, what they truly find value in and what they want to accomplish. Um, but yeah, no, I, a lot of it, I think it, it is just me. And that's, that's always been, you know, what I've wanted to lean into is to be truly authentic. Um, I think that's thrown out a lot as well as, as, <laughs> Um, you know, just being, being real with people. Cause that, that's what seems to be the, the go-to content growth material is just people want to hear from you. They want your personal brand. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just me. I, I think it's a phenomenal point too, also. Cause I mean, again, I can compare you, you know, go back to Alpha Rad gaming YouTube channel. How much, how much personal life do you put into a gaming YouTube channel versus, I mean, when it comes to finances, like we're doing, Hey, I mean, you kind of, you kind of got to walk it like you're talking, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of, like you said, especially for yourself. I mean, I, I think I've said this in every podcast we've recorded this season, I went to college. My degree is in finance. My master's is in financial planning. I've got a lot of like classroom experience, but you get a lot of coaches and even a lot of like financial advisors, their classroom background or life background isn't finance. Where do you learn it? Teach it yourself. And when you learn what works for you, that's what you start teaching people. So I think that's a really, really good point. Like, you know, in, if nothing else, at least in our personal content sphere, people want the authentic you and like the real stories from yourself more so than other, other niches is how I'm going to word that. Cause I, yeah. I definitely don't, I don't want to call anybody out for anything, but 
different uh different strokes for different folks i guess yeah it just it goes back to people want to they want to relate to somebody like that's and to me that's what a lot of coaching is like you you know you think of what a coach is like you can do a training coach you know like personal fitness coach they're there to to really just be your support they're not there to do the work for you they're there to say hey what do you need what's your what's your goal and then you kind of put the steps in front of them and let them figure out how to move forward and and that's relatable that's what's relatable to people is you can say hey yeah i've been there i've been $50,000 in debt i've been broke i've been living paycheck to paycheck and I'm okay. I'm successful, you know? So I think it hits harder when people say, well, if they did it, I can do it too. And I don't know, like that's, that's my, my philosophy is, um, is that, and and I'm very much on the journey with them. That's the other part Mm -hmm. that I, I like to emphasize is I'm still young. I'm still on this journey trying to become whatever term of success that you want to identify as like whatever you want to to put out there i'm like i'm on that journey too i I am not set so i'm still working through things i mean i shout out shout out ethan that that's spitting straight facts right there um as you and the listeners know I, i chop up the uh the episode into like tiktoks for the week and I think you just knocked out like four out of the five right there. Cause like, everything you just said was absolutely on point. Perfect. I love every word was ladies and gentlemen, these podcasts are not rehearsed. Um, <laughs> before, before we hit record, Ethan and I were talking college football. So let me, uh, let me hide my script real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't say that. Cause I did say off script like two minutes ago. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, this, this podcast is just as scripted as the NFL. Choose what you want to believe. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. Game starts tonight, huh? There you go. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. K- Casey in Detroit, isn't it? Yep, yep. First game. Oh, uh, we are dating this recording because I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that in. Um, okay, so it is eight forty five. So kickoff. I'm gonna look this up. I probably will edit this out, but. Sometimes I say that and then don't. Oh, Detroit's up a touchdown into almost the end of the first quarter. Wow. Oh, yep. Patrick Patrick Mahomes must uh, must be taking a little bit of a nap. Either way, back to what we're actually here to talk. This is what I told you. This podcast is my ADHD diagnosis. Um, this is exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. Um, I blame going back to the episodes. Go back. Listen to the Lucas Thomas episode whoever's listening to this at home that's who ruined me it was a great talk he's a great guy i highly recommend luke that's who ruined me though that whole episode is like an hour and a half and like 45 minutes that's 45 minutes of that it's just us bashing on walmart (laughs) i mean to be fair it's well deserved it is well deserved either way (laughs) back to ethan though um so in your twitter bio 
I asked you this on our first call, and I'm the and I have a hard time believing I'm the only one that didn't know. What's a healthcare leader? Good, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, and I always think about it. And I'm like, should I just change that? Should I just change whatever that is? Um, no. So all that means is just I'm a leader. Leader in healthcare, as in I lead, um, or I'm in a manager supervisor role in a healthcare organization. Um, I I work for a nonprofit healthcare uh, organization based here in Utah, um, and we primarily in the in the health insurance side uh, of that organization. So we we focus on the health insurance aspect, and even niche down further than that, I'm in the pharmacy department for that for that company. Um, and my team, I, I lead a team that does training, onboarding, and quality assurance. So all the new hire training, all the quality assurance for, for the pharmacy department, um, you know, for calls and, and prior authorizations and overrides and, and all those technical nitty gritty things um, are, are what really my team helps out with. And we do, we do a lot more than that, but that's primarily what our, our role is. And so, um, yeah, I just, all that means is I lead a team and they're all credit goes to them. They're um, an amazing team and I'm grateful to, uh, to work for such a great company. Um, so yeah, that's all that means. Spoken like a true manager. Um, so, so <laughs> that, that said also, and again, once again, we're going off script. I've got to stop using that term though. Um, so long, long, and this again was not in the question list that I sent Ethan beforehand. So long term, I mean, you seem to at least somewhat enjoy your job more than the average Twitter guru. I swear, if I see your boss loves your new car one more time, I'm going to snap. Um, <laughs> but either way, so you, you seem, you know, like what you do, at least to an extent, please correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, are you on like the fire train or like, you know, building wealth? outside of your nine to five for your own security or what because i i mean we, we can go two different ways like eat at evan my money marathon was on here not too long ago and he's trying to content creation semi-fire versus like charter blue collar investments who was on here i just spoke with him like last week also shout out both of them super cool guys great guests um listen to their episodes by the time this goes live they'll be live um who is looking not who likes what he does and doesn't want to retire to like 55. So we, we got both ends of the spectrum. You know, I, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently. I'm like, what do I want to do? Cause I see, and I work with people who are in that same predicament where they're like, do I retire? Do I not retire? Um, and they they primarily haven't because they like what we do they like they like being a part of our team or, or uh you know in our organization and so i'm i fall very much in line with that um i i truly enjoy what i do it, it's hard it's stressful uh, stressful work um it's very i mean healthcare is a very fast-paced industry as soon as like i said earlier um you know before we started recording once you <laughs> update something you 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 know you turn around and you have to update it again mm-hmm. and uh that's that's just healthcare and i i really do I, I i feel like i make a difference and i think that's the 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 key that keeps me in the industry keeps me wanting to work where i'm working and and in in healthcare is i feel like i make a difference mm-hmm. you know i, I healthcare is 
an incredibly nuanced topic. Um, and, and I don't, I don't, we won't make our podcast all about that because uh, <laughs> there, there are feelings all over the board. Um, I, I've got a health insurance story from this week. So yeah, there are feelings all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I can tell you, um, but no, I truly, I truly do like what I do. And I, I, I see the difference that we make. It's not always apparent, but it, it is there. And so, no, I, I, as much as I would love to, to fire and, and to, um, you know, to get out early, I don't see that happening. I, I, I based on numbers, based on vision, um, I want to, I want to get done around 55. That's, that's probably a, a goal. Um, you know, we're working on building up our rental portfolio and, and having that support some of that journey. Um, but long-term, no, I, I just don't think outside of, outside of work that, that interests me so which I, th I think is is editing me once again you're gonna have a field day with this um i think that's really interesting because i'm kind of looking at uh trying to think of the best way to word this without I i'm gonna lump you into a group but i'm gonna lump me into a separate one um so i i'm finishing up year three on twitter uh, as we talked about, January 1st, 2021 is when my everything went live. Um, and when I first joined up, it, it's everybody wanted to fire. That's all we talked about. And granted, that was, you know, mid-pandemic. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But all, all of that said, I've been on Twitter like three years. I, I've seen thousands of accounts probably rise, fall, and some of them I really miss. But that said, it it seems like every now and then we get like a new wave of influencer who all start like blowing up around the same time. And again, I'm going to lump you in again with the group of like Evan, my money marathon, Nick grows an average Joe charter, blue collar investments, all people who've been on the podcast in the last month. Um, and you all three seem to have like very similar outlooks on finances. You know, it's, it's kind of weird because I look at a lot of people who joined up with me two years ago and even my early guests on this podcast all anyone talked about was fire. That's all anybody wanted to do. But then mm -hmm. we get this, you know, new wave and Evan and Nick are younger than me. You're a couple years older than me. Charter is, I think, early to mid thirties. Charter, if I'm wrong on that, I am so sorry. Um, but so it's, I don't think it's an age thing. I just think it's really interesting that, you know, we see this new crop start all really blowing up around the same time. All four of y'all are, creating phenomenal content and really getting recognized for it. At least, at least that's the way it seems from my lens. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a cycle. Maybe that whole rant was totally nonsense to whoever's listening to this episode. <laughs> you know, it, and I, I hope for me, that's the case is I truly just want like, because I, I saw a post just just or a, a tweet or an X or whatever I don't know whatever you want to call it now. Um, <laughs> a Z I think is the official term, but I'm <laughs> if, if uh, I if I ever say that again, you have permission to punch me in the face if you meet me on the street. Um, <laughs> but no, someone was saying they were like they were like does does having a job truly suck that bad? Like do people just hate their jobs that much? And 
like to their point, I'm like, yeah, there's people everywhere who hate their jobs who are just trying to find a way to get out. Believe, but <laughs> I, I let, let me add because, like, hey, Tommy, Jessica, if you guys watch this, appreciate you guys. <laughs> but like that's it. I I do I do not hate my job. I do not hate what I do at all. Um, I I personally just don't like the I I don't like being told what to do, and that's where my entrepreneurship want comes from. Yeah, and well, and that's and that's like that's the fair point is. You want to live a life that you can be proud of, but you're also happy to live. You know, you can build something that you're happy to build. Um, and and for me, I'm like, well, I accomplish all my my goals working a nine to five that I like. So, you know, if if I can support that with financial coaching, real estate, investing, that's all just icing on the cake. Like for me, that that truly is. I'm just like, hey, I'm making sure my 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 butt's covered in case <laughs> something happens. But I like what I do, and I think there are people out there who who, you know, obviously are in the same boat. They're just like, yeah, like I'm. I, I can find balance. I can find peace with what I'm with what I'm doing. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think having a job that you enjoy gives some sense of purpose it shouldn't be your your total identity um but healthcare is very much one of those where where you're like hey i, I have a sense of purpose i feel mm -hmm. like i make a difference i'm in an area that provides care and help and and i uh, can be very very difficult to navigate and to be someone to relieve some of that burden sometimes that feels good so i think that's why and I think that's totally fair. Um, kind of like, you know, call out. I know rather I'm not going to name anybody because I don't feel like bleeping myself. Um, but like, you know, a lot of like the. I've never fumbled over my words as much as I am in this episode. Um, but uh, the basic Twitter influences, you know, again, to go back to you know, your boss loves your new car. Your boss loves that house you can barely afford or whatever they post. Um, and they like, you know, everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. That's not true. For some people, that is their preferred path. But for other people, like you just said, there is plenty of purpose in your nine to five that you don't feel the need to. Like, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to, you know, build the life that's best for us. Exactly. You know, as long as, as, long as you're happy, you, you're, it's balanced, you're not overworked, but you're able to put food on the table, spend time with loved ones, go on vacation. That's all you can ask for, you know? It really is. Like, you know, it, it does get thrown, out, thrown around a lot. Money, money can bring happiness, but there's, there's a certain point where any additions beyond a comfortable life it doesn't do anything. It just, it's just there. Yeah. And that's, you know, so I'm not in this to get rich. I'm not in this to, to say, yep, I'm going to, you know, try to retire by the time I'm 35. I want to kick the can and say, all right, see ya, see ya later. Um, I'm, I'm just like, nope, I'm, I want to build something that I, I can be proud of, but you know, ultimately balance and happiness is what matters. Which is, extremely respectable so i'm gonna do the best segue in the uh history of podcast segues here 
So you have the long-term vision now, you know, you know what you're investing for. When we first talked, you know, you mentioned growing up and even, you know, some of your younger years, you were terrible with money. What changed? Like, did you have the vision back then also, or did it come with the better money habits? That's a good question. And I I think it came with the better money habits because I'll, I'll tell you. I I grew up, I'm the oldest of four. Um, I have a younger brother and then two younger sisters. And I, as soon as I like wanted, like as soon as I got older and I really wanted to to have my own, you know, money and, and I didn't want to rely on an allowance and not that my parents ever gave me any allowances <laughs> weren't a thing in our houses. Um, they were not for me either. Um <laughs> My, my, my dad was like, if you want money, you have to go earn. And so I said, okay. And uh, a buddy, a buddy of mine and I, we, we started a little lawn mowing business. We, we went around the neighborhood and said, Hey, we'll mow your lawn and, you know, we'll do the edging and, and uh, we'll, you know, uh, blow the grass off of your sidewalk. And I'll say out of curiosity, how old would you say you were at this point? Oh, I would have been, I think I started with, I think we started when I was 15 and I think okay. we really ramped it up when I was 16, um, when I could finally start driving and I would fit the lawnmower in the trunk of my like sedan, like the, the car that my parents bought me and it was nothing nice. Um, it had a big enough trunk that I could lift up the lawnmower and put it in the trunk and I would drive around and cut lawns. Um, and that's really I, when, that's really when I started earning money and I sucked with it. I sucked with managing it. I spent it all. So that's kind of where it started. Hmm. Um, it, it didn't get better until until really I, I proposed to um, my now wife and I was like, how are we going to afford to live? So it's another long story. My wife and I were long distance. We, we never, we started talking long distance, didn't meet until she had graduated high school. So we had been talking for like two years at that point. Um, we, I mean, we were, we were very young when we m met uh, and we started visiting back and forth. We, you know, uh, were a, a, a true long distance relationship for a long time. And then finally, you know, one visit, uh, to, to Utah, I, I had a ring ready. I had talked to her parents. I, you know, I said, Hey, I want to uh, marry your daughter. And I proposed. And at that point in time, I was like, how are we going to live? Like, this is, I mean, currently at the time, it was like, this is what she makes. This is what I make. Mm -hmm. How are we going to live life? How are we going to navigate that? And so that's kind of what started it. Um, but it, it truly got better as, as um, we started making more money and realized, okay, we got a budget. We got to track our expenses. Uh, we need to figure out where our dollars are going and find a way to manage that and make that better. And a couple of years later, here we are, and we're on that journey. We're on that pathway, always learning, finding new ways to, to increase income and 
cut expenses and invest and all those fun things. So yeah, I, I suck with money. I'll, I'll be honest. I would spend every dollar I got on like candy and eating out. I just was like, I don't care. What's $10. I I mean, to give you some credit though, you told it 15, 16 at that point. I mean, and that being your first real taste of income, I, I think going a little crazy or even, you know, balling out a little bit. I think at least some of that can be written up to you, the age, you know, and, and sure. the first experience. Cause I'm, I think we all have the story of, you know, you're 16, get your first license and probably your first job too, or soon after suddenly, you know, the world opens up a little bit. Yeah. But it's, I, I didn't learn a whole lot. Um, I learned about financial literacy in high school. So mm-hmm. it was around that same time, but it wasn't something you could scale. Like it wasn't something that was like, Hey, I'm getting a paycheck every week. I can apply this and I need to manage my finances. It was, I'm mowing lawns in the summer when I'm out of school and I'm not playing a sport and I want gas money to go play, like hang out with my friends or to go to the mall or, you know, go out to a restaurant with, with whoever and and be able to say, yeah, I, I, you know, can pay for my own meal. Um, so that's true. Like at the time you used what little money you had to have fun and it later hits you. You're like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta grow up a little bit. I gotta have some responsibility. And wow. If you learn financial literacy in school, shout out Utah, Utah schools. Um, Alabama public schools did not teach me a thing related to money, which is, is where a lot of my like Twitter rants come from, you know, full, full transparency. You'll see a lot of my like personal finance, not taught in schools talks. A lot of that comes from, cause I wasn't taught it. Would I have listened? Probably not. Because um, I, I think a lot of people, like like we just said, it doesn't become real until it has to become real. Because, I, I mean, I can say for fact, the personal finance bug did not hit me until I was a sophomore, maybe, I think, in college. I uh, got my first apartment. And I was like, oh, well, suddenly I need to make enough to pay rent can't just take my girlfriend out to dinner every night because then I ain't paying rent. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm, I'm, and that's, and that's another good point. Like it, when we, uh, when my wife and I got our own place, that, that's, that was a big part of it. Like, okay, now, yeah, we have to, we have to pay bills. Like we have real bills that we have to pay internet, gas, electricity, all of that. Plus rent, we have to pay. And this is, this is how much it is a month. Mm-hmm. We have to make that like, when you're when I was living at home, rent free, none of that matters. And so yeah, I I tell I tell my siblings, well, they're all moved out now, but I told them <laughs> at the time. I was like, you live at home as long as possible because dad is being very nice and letting you stay there for free. And I also, you know, going on that just thinks it'll boost your money. I'm gonna vouch for that as well. Um when my wife and I I then girlfriend slash fiance graduated college. We moved back in with her parents for a year to pay for a wedding. And then what ended up being what's going to be our first rental property. Um, 
yeah, if you can live at home and it, let me add, it is a safe situation, um, safe and healthy situation, and all parties are cool with it, can be a nice little boost. I, naturally, living with my wife's parents, um, our bills were next to nothing, so we were able to put back a decent amount for, again, what ended up being a down payment, and then we paid for our entire wedding, no debt. That's awesome. With, That's with, some, awesome. with some help from the in-laws, I'll, I'll shout you guys out because they listen to this and I don't say that. They, uh, ooh, I don't want that call from my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's awesome. And you know, speaking on on help from in laws, like you know, I, I don't know if you want to transition to that, but um, <laughs> bro, we're we're just here to talk. Whatever we transition to happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like my in laws are helping us out with our rental property because that's I I mean, talk about off the cuff property managers who are willing to help us out in a, you know, for everything. Um, they're, they're truly our boots on the ground for, for maintaining our investment, our first real investment property. I, um, I'm, gonna cut, I'll say, I, I'm actually going to cut you off there. Cause I want to make sure we get the context behind this one. You live in Utah. Your investment property is in Louisiana. Correct. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to dox you, but I mean, that's six, seven, eight, a thousand mile. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty. That's like eighteen hundred miles. Eighteen hundred. Oh wow! I was <laughs> close. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm usually pretty good at geography, but I'm not that good. And I got to say, when, once you get past about Texas, is where I start getting a little. Um, um I'm not. I'm East Coast born and raised. That's fair. I can put together I, New England blindfolded, but everything's closer on the East Coast. The yeah. drives aren't the drives aren't that far. The miles aren't that long, but you're right. Texas, that expands yeah. that major. Yeah. I mean, either way. So that said, yeah, eighteen hundred miles away, you are the definition of a long distance landlord. So let let's add that context there. You know, your your in laws aren't helping you with your property that's the next town over or down the road. You just don't feel like if somebody in Louisiana calls and says my pipes just burst. What are you going to do in Utah? Exactly. No, and that's, I mean, you know, the the town that my wife is from is very small. I mean, small in compared to what I'm used to living, um, you know, here in Utah. And they people know each other. Like, it's, it's you know, this small town in the South, typical, stereotypical uh, setup there. Um. But yeah, like if something happens, the first person we're calling is is my in-laws, and I'm I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful that my father-in-law is a, a, a master electrician, um, somewhat of a MacGyver, and that's uh, he comes from a long line of of people exactly like that. Um, and they have the contacts, the the know-how, the the people uh, to get things fixed. I mean, it's almost two years to the day that that same community was almost wiped out by Hurricane Ida. And people stayed, they rebuilt, and people are back up on their feet, and they're happy. I... And so they're, they're just amazing. And we were truly blessed to be able to, to 
rely on them and have their help in in our investment endeavors and um we we definitely owe them and and believe me many many a dinners out and vacations are in order to provide them payment for their services you know i i'm gonna again off topic on this as well um i hadn't even thought about it. yeah you are right in hurricane alley i mean because ida um i i lived through katrina uh that was that was fun luckily we didn't get it bad but if we lived just a few miles west we would have i don't know why i'm laughing at that it's that straight nervous laughter um that was a very solemn event but that said you know owning a rental in louisiana does that concern you at all or do you kind of just see that as the risk of doing business oh it does it, it it's a huge concern um thankfully i mean homeowners insurance covers that and that's what most people you know that's what most people put their uh, put their bank on like they'll 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 sleep cozy at night knowing that hey homeowners insurance is there i don't know that that's a solid you know a solid safe you know safe uh safe plan because as we've seen in multiple locations in the south homeowners insurance companies are going broke because of hurricanes and they can't make payments and, and they're going bankrupt. And, you know, that's, that's inevitable, I guess. Um, if you don't mind me asking, and we can, again, you don't have to answer this or we can totally bleep it. If that's, if that's preferable to you, what do you pay for homeowners insurance on a Louisiana rental property? It's a lot. Um, I think when we, Cause we paid it, we paid it. I mean, it's coming up on a year that we've had it and we, we had, we put it all in escrow right at the front and it was, it was a couple thousand dollars. Like I want to say, I want to say close to three to $4,000 um, for an entire years of coverage. That's, I got to say, not as bad as I was expecting. Um, especially knowing I have a lot of friends in like the Tampa area. Um, so I, in comparison, I'll, I'll full honesty here. We pay $960 a year in Eastern North Carolina. And I got hit by a hurricane last week. Yeah. Didn't even knock out power, but. It's, it's kind of tough because, and, and you'll have to tell me how many, how many options you have, but right. I mean, we bought this literally, it was a year after hurricane Ida. So there were, there was nobody offering policies. We got lucky and there was one, really there was one company that still was offering insurance in that zip code. And they were all the options. Like we we have a guy and, and he, he was like, there it is. Like that's the only person that you can go with. And so we kind of just had to say, okay, well, we'll bite the bullet and go with them. I mean, um, if your other option was no homeowner's insurance, I would have bit the same bullet. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, again, when you have a home in an area where you know these storms are coming. Um, and I will we'll go on to what you said in comparison, uh, our our mortgage broker, because we've only lived here just over a year as well, um, was also an insurance broker. So that kind of worked out for us. Oh, there and you go. It, it, we had full pick of all the national brands. I mean, at, at one point I was running quotes through, you know, State Farm, Progressive, Travelers, uh, Okay, what what was I'm trying to think of another national brand. Um, editing me helped me out. Thanks. Um, I'm gonna keep shouting <laughs> out. I'm, it, 
editing me is going to carry this podcast more than uh in person me is going to kind of it's kind of my youtube videos my editor carries that way more than i do sammy Sammy, shout out (laughs) all the work in the editing all the work in the editing he really does though like uh, i mean if we're we're gonna get you know let's just segue right into just online content here ladies and gents if you have a youtube channel and you're like me and you don't know the first thing about editing hire an editor it's an absolutely invaluable expense like try to think um I edited like two videos in a row myself because he was on vacation. Selfish. Um, edit edit that <laughs> out. Edit that out 100%. Um, but um, then he comes back and edits one. Like, it, it is night and day quality difference. Just, it's worth it. Believe me, if you plan on making online content, it is either worth the investment to learn how to edit or to hire an editor. Don't don't do what I've done a few times and just chop up clips here and there because people, people are going to notice. Yeah. That's a good point. Transitioning right into online content because that's kind of what we, what we both do. Um, so you, you've been on Twitter for, uh, how long now again? Well, so I, I, that my Twitter account currently is the same one I've had for over 10 years. Like I had that in high school. So, fingers crossed that I don't get canceled for something that people find from high school me. I don't think anything would because, and and this shout out to my parents for this. My dad would, my dad, I'm sure either followed me or he would check. He would check our social media to see if anything happened. And he, he would, he would pull us aside and talk to us or be like, Hey, you need to delete that. Like, you can't say that. And I, I knew better. I, I, I was, a very responsible teenager <laughs> most of the time. Um, I, I'm going to shout out my dad because he did something similar, except uh, he demanded both my sister and I Facebook password. I, I don't think he ever once read a message, read a post or anything. He just liked playing Farmville. And if he had all my mom, my sister and I's password, he could send gifts to himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it got to a point I, I was in like late middle school, early high school, and people would come up to me in the halls and like, bro, why do you still play Farmville? And I'm like, I didn't realize that was still a thing. You're like, don't blame me, blame my dad. Which is great because right bordering us now was Farmville, North Carolina. It, it is it is five minutes that way. Um <laughs> You're just I, like, yeah, like I live here now. Literally every time I cross the welcome to Farmville sign, I, I may I stop the car and get a picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've been on Twitter for for a long time, over ten years. Um, I at first, I'll be honest, I hated it. I I knew people who had it. They were like, "This is great," and I was like, "That's such a time waster. Why would anyone get on it?" And granted, at the time, sure, like everyone's posting nothing nothing worthwhile anyways but um over the years i found that it was really the main main social media app that that i like to use it was instant like getting the news um getting updates to sports everything was instant like you could see things and not have to wait um and it just was seamless so for me it was the thing that i checked every day and and looked at to get to be involved just to be involved in the world um, and 
I became very much just a just a silent reader, like a silent user. I, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot of posting, and I'm still very much that way sometimes. I'm trying to break that habit, um, and and that's part of my financial coaching journey is to really get be confident in putting myself out there, um, and and creating content because I have not been a content creator ever. I'm I've been a content consumer, and that's a hard thing to to get out of. Um, I, it it very very much is and then I, under underrated really like how hard it is to really put yourself out there for the first time um and you I, i'm gonna side with you i mean we have a near exact same story on this before i started doing you know this i my last facebook post on my personal facebook account i can tell you exactly when it was um it was in January 2013 because that was the year Alabama beat Notre Dame for the national championship, and I made a Roll Tide post. That is my last original Facebook post. Um, so, I mean, I'm not a social media guy either, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like, you know, when you're dipping your toes in the water and, like, creating content putting yourself out there for the first time, I feel like Twitter's the easiest one to do it, or X. Sorry, Dividend Dave. I'm going to get that right one day. I was on his podcast and he kept correcting me. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that said, because um, it's so easy just to like write and fire off tweet real quick. Yeah. Or, you know, like written content versus, I mean, take Instagram. Yep. I hate Instagram. I hate Instagram with a passion because like yep. everything has to be so manicured. Your page has to look so professional. Yep. Uh, now on Twitter, I, I write off a hundred characters, hit send and go on about my day. Takes two yep. seconds. It's the most forgiving. It really is. Like you can tweet off or, or send off, you know, yeah, a hundred posts a day. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's easy to put your thoughts into that. Hmm. And I, I feel that same way. Like my, I don't post on Facebook anymore. Um, my last real, like true personal Instagram post was right after my wife and I got married, like probably the day after. And then oh no, boom, I five, <laughs> five years I, of silence. I did not even make a wedding post. <laughs> I, I think my last post is when we hit one year of dating, which oh, would man. have been, which would have been 2019. So I yeah. again, right there with you. Yeah. I, I just, I, for me, like creating content and, and in high school it's different like that, that's that's primarily where my social media experience came from was middle school high school and then it's you're just you're just posting things to show off you're like mm -hmm. oh like i got a new car oh we went on vacation and all those things as a teenager are out of your control like yeah. for the most part so you're just posting for social literally the social aspect like i'm posting so i can look cool for my friends or whatever when it transitions into adulthood, that all goes away. I'm like, I don't want people to, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care that I want, I don't feel like I need to post when I go on vacation. And that's just me. Other feel, others feel very differently, but I'm like, I don't, I don't really care. And that's a really hard habit now for me to get out of as I try to build my personal brand um, as a financial coach is, and, and I'm realizing how far behind I am on times. Cause I'm like, yeah, Instagram's changed. 
TikTok, I knew about TikTok for years. I don't know how to post on TikTok though. So I'm, I'm really trying to dive into that and post more frequently, get myself out there. And, and yeah, it's tough. It's very tough to, to put yourself out there um, after you've been consuming content for forever. And you're not, you're not in that same mindset that, that you were when you're like, yeah, I'm just young and dumb and I'm just showing everybody what I'm doing. I do want to bring that up because you mentioned TikTok as well. You have started to post on TikTok in the last like week or so. I don't, I don't know the exact date you started, but uh, yeah. 828, so about a week and a half. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I guess before I move into something new, I do to- totally agree with you again, 100%. Um, I don't post vacation photos. And, and if I do, it's just so like, you know, my grandma can like scroll Facebook and see what I was doing more so than I want to like, hey, everybody, look where I went. Yeah, I just, there's no, I don't, I don't personally care. And that's like, I'm just like, eh. I, people don't need to know where I've been. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take pictures for me, but I won't post them. I'll just take them for me. And I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to get out of. I'm trying to get out of that habit of being a content consumer and go as a content creator and not care what people think and just put thoughts out there and say, nope, this is what I'm presenting. You have at it. You can you can decide how you feel about it, but I don't care. But yeah, like, like I was transitioning into, you're on TikTok now and have been for a week and a half. Um, I, I guess let's start here. First TikTok impressions, because, well, I'll let you go first. It's so like that's the thing. I had a TikTok before. It was a personal TikTok and I was like, oh, I'm just going to scroll through. And at first, I, it, it's very addicting because it's meant to feed that addiction. You know, you can swipe up for literally hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember during the pandemic when everyone was posting on TikTok, that's what a lot of people did. And I realized how much of a time waster that is. Like I wasted so much time on TikTok. Um, so I stopped using it. I still had it, but I never really went and looked at it. Um, but I would still watch them because my wife shows me them. She finds TikToks that I think that she thinks is funny or she thinks that I would like. And then we watch them like every night before bed. She's like, Hey, I have TikToks for you. I think and... that's every married couple before uh, under 40. <laughs> just like, well, I don't know. I say that. I know my mom does that to my dad too. So I, I think you just described every married couple in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it seems to be the reality, but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to scroll through TikTok because I feel like I waste way too much time. Um, but, and so, well, going back to that, I had it and then something happened where I, I don't know if my TikTok account got hacked, but somehow, some way, like my Venmo account transferred money to TikTok. And I, so I think someone got into Venmo through TikTok. I don't know. Don't ask me how it happened, but I lost money to some type of hack because I went into Venmo and it said, hey, we transferred money to TikTok. So I deleted it. I canceled my account, closed everything. I got my money back through through my bank. Shout out to you know credit unions and <laughs> everyone who's FDIC insured. You're great. Um, 
But then as I go into financial coaching and, and as I'm really trying to identify who my ideal client is and working, and, and that specifically is younger people, people in, in their 20s, they're on TikTok. And that's the primary place that they go view content now. It's not on Facebook. They're still on Instagram <laughs> to some degree, but it's TikTok. And I'm like, hey, I got to figure this out. So it's been a learning curve. I know nothing about video editing. So as we talked about earlier, video editing is hard. And it's, I... It's time consuming too. I mean, like a 50 second short takes me a good half hour. At, yeah. Between writing, recording, and editing. <laughs> yeah. And and I like, shout out to my wife because my wife has been doing this a lot longer. She, um, as a as part of one of her jobs, she... she uh, judges dance competitions because she's been a dancer for like 20 something years All right. and um, as part of that she would create and post TikTok so she knows she has all these tips down she's had a following um, in her niche and she's really helped me out in, in, in trying to get started and be you know critiquing my content and so I post my first video thinking I'm super confident I'm knowing what I'm doing and she's like babe you have you have all these problems. You need to fix this. Next time you do this, you need to, you need to get to it. You need to talk fast and and get to the get to the hook and bring them in. She's like, you sound like a boomer, and I'm like, yeah, I do. I do sound like a boomer, don't I? <laughs> that that's what my sister does to me as well. Um, she'll every now and then be like, because that's. And let me tell you, I feel like one of those like super skinny people who say, I just don't like bread when I say this. Um, <laughs> I just don't enjoy short form content. Like I don't, I don't get the dopamine hit. I don't get the rush. I I'm the exact opposite. I, again, I'm going to go back to, I really enjoy like gaming YouTube. I watched a five and a half hour video today at work where some guy played every SpongeBob game ever and ranked them. All, <laughs> all like 52 of them. So I'm like, I, if, if there's an anti short form content guy, that's me. Um, but right. that's, that said, um, and that, that's where I struggle with short-term content creation because I don't know what's trending. I don't know what's right. popular. I'm kind of just throwing things at the wall and trying to replicate what works. Right. And um, that's that's 100% like um, there's there's all these tips and tricks to, to posting on TikTok. And I, I mean, gosh, it's to a point where TikTok is feeding me, hey, are you trying to grow your TikTok account? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to watch your video on it. And I don't know, I, I'm, I'm being harsh, but it's true. TikTok is where my ideal clients are, the younger generation who, who have the time uh, to really build good habits and that will serve them well in the long run. And I have to get over that. I, I truly do. I have to get over that. that uh, I don't want to say fear, but it, it, it's, it's just diving into content creation that I've never done before things that, that are out of my experience and I have to learn. And, and that's exactly that. That was the last part of what I was going to say that I completely forgot to um, the reach on short form content right now, especially on TikTok, YouTube shorts is pretty okay. I, I'm convinced Instagram reels is a pay to win system, but again, that's not, that's another podcast episode. Um, Actually, you know what? Shout out Jaguar Digital Agency Podcast, jaguardigitalagency.com. Um, weekly social media podcast, also hosted by your boy. That 
will probably be live by the time this episode goes live. If not, check back next Tuesday. Um, that, that said, um, a, as a content creator, I wholeheartedly like, agree with that reach and that base between both demographically and just size. You can't skip it. Like whether you like it or not, you got to do it. Like it, yeah. it's, I, I guess you know we all have those things we don't we don't like at work and. Even as a content creator entrepreneur, I mean, there's a few things that you just got to do. Yeah, I mean, that's, other than other than like word of mouth, that's that's it. Like, you know, you 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 have that's that's how you sell your business now is social media, and you have to go where your clients are going to see it. You can't you can't hang up a a, a little you know paper at the at the grocery store anymore and say, hey, pull you know <laughs> pull the bottom and give me a call. It doesn't work that way anymore. You have to, you have to provide value. People have to see that consistently, and then you are in their business. Um, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna vouch for like exactly what you just said. Um, I'll dox myself a little bit here. University of South Alabama graduate. Right across the campus is a little coffee shop or a little less than a mile down the road called Satori, where they have little business card boards. I got when I first started doing this, I got business cards made up, everything, my phone number, my website, all my contact info. And for the the year, my, my wife's a year younger than me. So for the year between me graduating and us moving while she was still finishing up college, I went in there like every single week and put up more business cards, like yeah. five, ten at a time. And every single time, uh, they were empty. Like every single time, like there was one or less left on the board. You know how many calls I got? You know how many clients I found? Zero, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it it like it doesn't work. And that that again, we're talking about clients. You know, in their early to mid twenties, fresh out of college students. I'm two blocks from a, a university with a student population of like ten, twenty thousand plus. I mean, you got to reach them where they're at, and that doesn't always mean physically. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, I know we talked previously, like, um, on, on our previous call about like just networking and that's something that I see a lot is they're like, yeah, you should, you should go to networking events. And, and that's what I've been doing. I've, I've attended, um, a handful and they're like, yeah, get in, get involved with, um, you know, real estate brokers or agents and, and financial advisors who can send clients your way who aren't ready for them. And those are all great tips. Believe me, I, I fully trust it, but it has nowhere near the impact that social media does. Because what's everyone on right now? Social media. Like, People are spending on average what six to eight hours a day on their phone. I that that honestly sounds a little low. I wouldn't be surprised. That's probably my average, <laughs> and on, that's just what I get. That's what I get on Sunday mornings when it says, you know, "Hey, you were you were on your phone this much this week." I but, I uh, had to I had to turn that off because I was like, oh, because the first that popped up for me one time, I got the exact <laughs> same of you spent ten hours a day on your phone this week, and I just kind of went. Yeah. It, yeah, that that one metric was bad for my mental health. But it's it's true though. Like people are spend most of their time on social media, and so you have to like 
as much as it sucks, as much as it's a struggle for, for people who don't feel comfortable making content, you have to do it. Like if, if that's, if, if you truly want to make content and, and grow your business, you have to, you have to. So here we are. Amen. hundred percent. I can say with that said, I believe we are right at maybe a little over the hour mark. So I am going to start wrapping this up, even though, man, before, before every, here's your peek under the hood at strive to buy before every podcast, I do an opening call with the potential guest. Um, didn't used to do that. That's why I have about 15 episodes that'll never go live because sometimes you hit record with people and they, we've had some stuff said on this podcast. Um, I could ruin a lot of, I, there are 10, 15 careers I could ruin right now with what they tried to say on my podcast. Um, well, you're a kinder man than me. <laughs> uh, I got to say at least three or four of them I've kept tabs on and they've gone on to ruin themselves by spouting the same beliefs on social media. Um, but either way, that, that said, I send everybody a uh, list of potential questions beforehand to get ready for and we discuss and we workshop them together. Um, Ethan and I, I sent him 10 questions and we got through three of them. May, maybe four, depending on how depending on how you count. Uh, so that that sure. said... If you ever want to do a part two, I and I've been saying this to a lot of people lately. I've had a lot of great guests on lately, and a lot of great talks just like this. I, I think some uh, some part twos or um, even some live masterminds I think might be kind of cool. If you if you would be down for that, also hey, check out Ethan playing Family Feud with us. Probably just like, de- probably December is what I'm hoping for. No, de- at time of recording. No date set for that yet. Should be by the time that. this goes live. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, masterminds are great. I I mean, I've attended a few masterminds um, here locally that that uh, kind of do something similar. But it's 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 a good time. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm going to peek under the. I'm going to again another like just kind of peek under the hood here because there's something else that I do want to like organize a little bit. Um, I got a lot of like content creators such as again I'm going to call out. Evan, My Money Marathon, Nick, Grows an Average Joe, yourself, myself, Investment Kage. Uh, I've never asked him to be on the show, and I'm 100% sure if I ask, he will. I love Kage. The dude makes phenomenal content. I made a whole YouTube video about him. Um, But great guy. So I'd love to get just like a group together like once a month or so and just kind of like live mastermind it. Just And whatever we – kind of like, again, you and I talked before we hit record on the Grows an Average Joe, Nick, episode we spent like two hours talking college football if that's what the mastermind is that month i'm fine um so Did maybe do a do a twitter live. what is it the twitter live oh the, I the, the the yeah I forget, yeah i forget what it's called but like the 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 voices or the voice i don't know I yeah, yeah. Think show, shows how much i know I but i i know exactly what i'm i don't know the name of it offhand either um i have twitter pulled up because i i Hold up your account before this. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't do it off your desktop. You have to do it off your phone. See, my thought was just live streaming on the Strive to Fi YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, which would be a mess to organize, but your boy's up to it. I guarantee you. Your boy's been live streaming three days a week. If you're still watching this episode, 6 to 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, come check me out. Do it. Do it. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun um and there's this one guy who keeps coming up 
from Germany and we keep talking about our grandmother. So if you want to hear about my grandmother and some random old German lady, cool guy. I love having him in the chat. He's such a nice guy. I he, I think like Lux or something like that. Lose. I can't think. I haven't streamed in about a week. Um, Is his online name? Super cool guy. And uh, his grandma sounds super cool too. I don't know why that's his preferred conversation topic, but he's a nice guy and he keeps coming up in chat. And I, bro, if you're watching this, Love having you around. You're a great chatter and a great community member. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's watching this. I think he shows up for Stardew Valley then leaves. I, I don't think he cares about <laughs> the podcast. He just. He just wants to. Yeah. He wants to see how you're. Uh, yeah. Just what you're. What you're building. Exactly. Um, so yeah, get it. Getting into our closing questions. First up, Ethan. Where can we find you online? Yeah, so I'm I'm on Twitter or X. Um, my handle is Ethan Emery. Um, I think it's yeah, Ethan Emery ninety five. Uh, that's my personal Twitter, but I, I do a lot of my financial coaching posts there, and and um, more so the the financial coaching and just financial community. I think is more there, um, but I, I'm pr- I'm active there every day. So so you mm-hmm. can find me there. Um, Instagram and TikTok are both sent by sent FC. Um, and I'm, I'm working on posting more there. That's, that's my serious goal is, is to get more posts out and to, uh, to have some content out there. So I have a couple of, of drafts and things that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, that's it. Those are the three places, uh, that you can find me and yeah. I'll, I'll link your link tree with your website, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, everything down in the show notes below or the video description if you're watching this on youtube and that said number two uh what is the number one book or resource you'd recommend for someone looking to get their money on track you know that's tough that's tough I mean, um, I, you you threw out a YouTube channel earlier. That could that could very well count. They, yeah, that's that's a lot. You know what? I'll do this because this, and I should have mentioned this earlier. I've been following um, Graham Stephan on YouTube for a hot minute. Um, I think you and I, about four million other people. Um, yeah, he puts out a lot of a lot of stuff, and it's it's. I think it's high quality. Um, and I, I, I would say I credit a lot of, of getting into real estate due to him, getting into um, like Vanguard investing through him. Um, those are all, all things that I, I think I learned from him. So I would say Graham Stephan. I would follow him on YouTube, um, Twitter, and I, I'd say he's someone that I've taken a lot of inspiration from. Um, I, I, of course, I mean, God, if you're watching this, you probably know about Graham Stephan. That's up there with me saying like Dave Ramsey or Grant Cardone. You know who I'm talking about. Um, I gotta say, I, I I engage with his content every now and then. Um, I love the Ice Coffee Hour though. I, I'm not a big fan of his like usual YouTube channel. Um, no no real reason. I've just never really gotten into it. But Graham, Mark Tilbury, both I do think make phenomenal content, but. It, I'm going to, again, jump on that and recommend the Ice Coffee Hour. I love his podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'll have to, I, I'll have to check out his, his podcast. I didn't, I haven't, I don't follow that, but. I, um, 
the long-term plan for this podcast, you know, when I can get self-employed and, you know, I'm not taking time off work to travel and can hopefully make a little more money to travel. The long-term plan for this podcast is heavily based off the iced coffee hour. Cause I, I think I legitimately think they have the best podcast on the internet. That's awesome. It's really good. And it's uh Jack. I can't think of his last name is the co-host highly, highly recommend. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go look it up, but yeah, those are, that's probably the one I see. And it's, it's just, it's the nature of financial, but it's like financial videos, but all the time I see, I don't know about you, but I get videos <laughs> thrown to me of, of everyone calling into Dave's show and asking oh, for help. And I'm uh, like. All the time. Like my TikTok feed is full of it. My YouTube recommendations. Um, really benefiting with that. I'm going to talk about this just real quick because a few months ago um ooh, where's the date yeah so June 16th I posted a video a YouTube video entitled Dave Ramsey's been lying to us um and I look at the recommendations for that it is getting recommended against like every time he posts a new show clip my video comes up next to it like if you if you look at what people watch before watching my video, and it's only like 421 views. I, I've got the live stats right here. Yeah. Um, so it's not like, you know, blowing up the internet or anything, but of those 421 views, 350 of them plus were watching Dave's channel and then were recommended my video. So Oof. Uh, Oof. free marketing. And I, I mean, you know, hey, hop on the hop on the bandwagon and, and uh, I don't know, you might... Uh... You might see some uh, clients come from that. You never know. Uh, whether I do or not, I I, I do want to. I'm going to toot my own horn here. Recommend my own video a lot. I mean, easily 10, 15 plus hours of research went into that video because um, I, I do call Dave out for a couple of things that I feel are very unethical. Um, a lot of research and time and several interviews just like this went into the making of that video. Um, Nothing I said there was, was to be taken lightly. There's still minor accusations in the grand scheme of things, but I, yeah. I I am very proud of the way that video came out and the amount of time and everything that went into it. That was a nightmare for my editor Sammy and I, um, because I if I was going to make an accusation against the man's character, I wanted to make sure I had everything together. Yeah. And of the, of the 30 plus sources that I reference in the video and of the 10, 15 plus that I didn't, but looked into anyway, eh, we all had about the same story. Yeah. I mean, I I watched it and, and going through, I mean, you had, Oh, thanks. you had, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I did. And, and you, you had great, uh, like the, the sources you had where, where multiple people had the same claim that um, his, I don't, I don't yeah. know what the word you want to call it, but like the the referral, like the ELP. referral partners, endorsed yeah. endorsed local partners, ELP. I think they've rebranded it now. It's not called that anymore, but that's what it was called when I was a Dave fan. Yeah, but you had you had multiple sources that that stated the same thing. So I think I, you think know. I, I, think I have the total money makeover like in one of my desk drawers. <laughs> I've read that book like six <laughs> times. Um, yeah. It's, you know, 
he's helped a lot of people. I won't deny oh, that. Yeah. He, it, I mean, it's it's all good things, but as everything, you have to take it and apply it to yourself, your own situation, and that's not always what's best for you. And I do want to say that is something I do say in the video as well. At no point am I calling out Dave for his financial principles, because in my opinion, at the end of the day, he and I are doing the exact same thing when it comes to that. I'm saying what worked for me and trying to help make it work for you. I will. I don't agree with his baby steps 100%, but I, I will never call him out for that. Yep. It works. Right. In, in, in theory, it works, but I agree. I'm like, I, I always hear the harsh calls where it's like, you will never step foot in a restaurant if you have debt. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, I will. Like, I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my life a little bit. Well, that said, before before we make a whole other episode about Dave Ramsey, um, final question: What is next for Ethan? Um, question. I think I'm just maintaining track. You know, this is um, financial coaching is 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 my my introduction into entrepreneurship. Something that I'm really trying to manage on the side. Um, I, I'm moving at a snail's pace. At least that's what I feel. And but, I'm okay but with that. you're moving and that's what matters. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, for me, it's, it's, um, maintaining, maintaining our life. My wife went back to school and, and that changes a lot of our finances a little bit. So for me, this is, uh, I'm really hunkering down and saying, okay, where, where are we at financially? How are we going to live? So I'm doing the same thing a lot of people are doing and having to reevaluate their life and say, what can we live without or where do we need to maybe make some more money? Um, and so, yeah, for me, it, it's really just maintaining what I'm doing and continuing to move forward with financial coaching and keep on working nine to five, keep on managing our real estate property, maybe buy another in a year or so. We'll see. And that's it. Hey, always love to hear it. Well, that said, thank you once again so much, Ethan, Sent by Sent Financial Coaching, for coming on to the podcast today. Thank you all so much for watching this at home. Or thank you also again if you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you may be, Stridefy available, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, please subscribe to the channel, five star. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I think I have all of that right. If I don't, somebody please correct me in the comments. Um, and that's it. We will see you all again next Monday.